0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to, I call it, it will be a fun episode. Um, I think she's a celebrity, but that's just me, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna have a fun time. I'm gonna use, just get to know a beautiful human being and see how she's showing up in the world. Everyone, welcome to the show. Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> how you doing?
1: i'm doing so good thank you so much for having me on this is really a treat so thank you
0: oh man we are excited to have you here that energy i was telling you uh just about every picture i've ever seen of you that the, the love of life jumps off and <laughs> and that just um i love when i can see that in someone, you know so i was super excited too when we were able to connect and and, and get get to uh talk you know which is yeah. honestly going to be super cool because we don't really know each other. This is our first <laughs> time. So uh, that's going to be fun. I'll get to tell you all the stuff I think about you that I've made up. And you can do the same if you want, you know? <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> but no, seriously, before we do jump up, I, I want to give you an opportunity. First, again, thank you for being here. But then just share with, with everybody listening, who who would you say Jesse is?
1: Somebody who is just reveling in the presence of this experience of life and so honored and grateful that I have seen something that is so helpful to people and helps me every day of my life. Um, And to be able to share that is, I don't know if you can hear the quiver in my throat, but it makes me emotional every time. (laughs) working with clients, speaking with people like you, it's just speaking with people who've never, who have no clue that they live in a world of thought and just making a comment that wakes them up to it. Even just the tiny littlest bit is, um, so rewarding. And, uh, sometimes I'm like, how did we end up in, in such a beautiful, um, opportunity to, uh, it almost feels like selfishly be able to help others while also helping ourselves. It's it's, <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> uh, it's kind of amazing.
0: But um, it, coming back to we are one, it makes sense.
1: It sure does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, so, it makes sense. I like that you went deep. Now you can go wherever you want. But I, I like <laughs> I you, you feel, I like that. I like that because that says what I like about that is that says something very significant about who now we're about to hear.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Like
0: everything we're about to hear now comes from what you just explained.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So
0: that's why I, I, I like the way you did that going deep first. So, you know, right on yeah, where do we go.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a, on a really, uh, on more of a practical level, my, um, I come from a family of therapists. I went to school for psychology. Um, but honestly I went to school for psychology because I figured I'd be get in and out of college pretty quick because it was like second nature to me. <laughs> um, and I went on to do what I really wanted to do with my life was, which was to be a professional dancer. So I did that for a decade and it was magnificent and I loved every minute of it, minute of it. I have incredible stories and experiences from it. Um, then uh, at the age of 30, I became an agent for dancers and choreographers, you know, started at the beginning of being an assistant and going up the ladder, um, and I thought that was going to be the thing that I was going to retire from. I uh, was had a lot of ideas in my mind at the time as a dancer that I needed to find something that was consistent and reliable and Brought me a paycheck every two weeks, as opposed to, you know, waiting around for projects to happen as a dancer, being, you know, kind of a, in the gig economy. And, uh, you know, in the process of me actually getting into a job in the industry that brought that consistency There were a lot of parts of it that I loved, but very quickly, only after about three months, I started to get whispers from inside that something was not right. Mm. Um, As simple as me walking into the front office of of the company I was working for. And opening up the the front door and going, am I, the whisper would be, am I going to be opening the same door for the next 30 years of my life? Mm. And some people might be comforted by that, but I was really discouraged about it. So, um, but I hung in there because as we know, the mind does a really good job at negotiating with our wisdom and, uh, And my mind negotiated with me a lot saying, it's, oh, you've never had a job like this before this. You're just not used to it. You'll get used to it. Find the things you love. You know, you'll find different ways to get to work. So you're not bored, all these different things. And, um, and, uh, anyway, that wore off pretty quickly. Uh, so I remember <clears throat> mother's day, you know, the, the mother's day after I got hired at that company. So it only was about eight months in. And I, by the way, have a really great relationship. I actually have a coaching program at the agency now. So I'm all dear. <laughs> full dear circle, full yeah, circle. We exactly. love that. <laughs> They're all dear friends of mine. So I'm not I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. It was all a me thing, you know. Uh-huh. But um anyway, the Mother's Day after I got hired, so it was only about eight months in. I admitted out loud to my husband and my mom uh that I was really miserable. And as I'm sure a lot of maybe you yourself and a lot of listeners, uh, know when you admit something out loud, it kind of becomes really real. And, uh, for the first time I had lived in an anxious body for most of my life up until that point, and kind of believed that was my baseline. But for the first time at that point, I dove into a really deep depression because I had never felt so lost. Um, I, I didn't have, uh, A direction. I didn't have a goal when I would kind of think if I go the direction of my education and my kind of like my bloodline of becoming a traditional therapist, it didn't feel right. Um, When I kind of feel into going back into dancing, it kind of felt like I had closed that door. And um, for the first time in my life, I didn't have a goal to move towards, and it was really disorienting for me. Uh, So, anyway, this is where it gets to the peak moment that brought me to the three principles. Um, I, it was at the end of a really long day at the office that was really typical at the time. And, uh, I was having a massive anxiety attack. And at that point I had really was only thinking like the same 10 thoughts over and over in my head. How are you so lost? You should have left your job yesterday, but where would you go? Um, I've never been a religious person, but I would count myself in as spiritual and I literally had the thought, did God forget to put a purpose in me? Um, I had all of these, those ideas constantly swirling. So when I got in my house and I was really in the midst, in the height of this anxiety attack, I asked myself, what do I do to feel better? And I got in the shower uh, to do that. And while I was in there, I was I had my head hanging in the shower. Water was coming down on me. It was like a full movie moment. And I just, I had this thought where I was like, I'm just so sick of thinking the same 10 thoughts over and over again. What do I do? And the magical mystery of insight that changes our lives cracked through and the next thought that came to me was everything you're feeling is coming from your thoughts not the world around you Mm. I stood up straighter I all of a sudden I went oh my god and then the next thought that came in was this image of me being at war and I was like I could be at war But if I'm waltzing through the tulips in my mind, that's what I'm gonna be experiencing inside. And when I share that, it's not that it's about replacing thought as you and I very well know, it was just how significant that was, was realizing, holy shit, my internal experience isn't dependent on my circumstances. Oh, Uh, oh. And at that time, my depression and my suffering I really was pinning it on people around me, my job, my all of these different things outside of myself. And so I just in that instant, in a crack, I was like, why don't we all know this?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, because I had spent my life in tra- the world of traditional therapy and I'm not dogging it, but I, I spent my life managing my thoughts and looking for the seed of, of the, the reason why I was, why I'd be anxious or why I was, I had such challenging times, like in my audition process as a dancer and so much insecurity and it, oh man, I just had to work so hard to drop all of my thinking to be present in a room to do my best. And, I, you know, I ran out of the shower and I called my mom and I was like, oh my God, because to be fair, I thought I found something nobody had ever found ever before, (laughs) (laughs) but,
0: (laughs) but as luck would have it, huh?
1: (laughs) I was so, and honestly, once I got over myself, which only took about five seconds, once I got over myself, when my mom said, you know, she was at the end of having her private practice as a therapist and. She had just started, look, she had just heard about Sidney Banks and started looking in his direction. And, um, I said to her the whole thing, describe the whole experience. And she went, that sounds a lot like something that a man named Sidney Banks experienced. And there's a whole world called the three principles that you can explore about that. Wow. And, Game changer. Months later, I went up to Salt Spring Island and and um, to see Elsie Spittle and Chip Chipman. I went with my mom, her husband, my aunt, my uncle, all the therapists came with me. We were a gaggle of therapists. (laughs) And um, I just it was that was the beginning, the beginning of the end. I uh, I stayed at my job. I just decided I'd wait until my wisdom told me it was time to go. And uh, that was about a year. And that year at my job, I really saw as kind of like my master's program, because I was mm. in the circumstances that yeah. I had previously yeah. deemed the reason for my suffering. And I got to be experienced something completely different by the end.
0: I like that. I like that analogy. Yeah, that was the master's program. Yeah. Because that's what, um, that's been one of the biggest insights that, um, Coincidentally, a therapist or psychologist, helped me see, uh, Dr. Pettit.
1: Oh, uh, Dr. Pettit.
0: How my lived experience was just as valuable as education was. Um, mm-hmm. And and that was, that was everything for me to see because it's so much of, again, what I thought I had to pack on fell off. It was like a freedom. Uh, um, going from thinking I had so much more to learn to what if I didn't learn anything else and knowing just that was enough. Like, it was, like, unbelievable the way that, the difference of showing up, um, you know, when that starts my space, again, to the spots, coach, dad, this or that, but starting from that space, you know? Um, well, what lights you up now? Like, I mean, <laughs> th- today, you know, you, you've you done so many things. You've been in the art world. You've been in It's like, what today lights you up most?
1: I'll be honest. I... So I've been running my private practice for about five and a half years now. And a year ago, so when I went up to Salt Spring Island <clears throat> and I shared with Elsie Spittle my story, um, she said to me, Deary, don't do anything else. Be mentored by mind, meaning bigger mind, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And She said, you know, don't go chasing courses or classes or any workshops, please. She said, the way that this has come to you, I am so grateful you have found our community, but please keep looking in that direction. So I did. And I also kind of pride myself in being a good student.
0: (laughs) Me too, um, me too. (laughs) So I
1: really, I really, I did not do anything, you know, of course, little videos here and there of like, I'd look up, you know, your wonderful, you know, companion, Michael Neal and Barb Patterson and wow. all of these people that I adore, Kathy, Casey, Dickon, uh, you know, Bill Pettit, like there's so many L, L, you know, the Pransky's. So I would look up little videos here and there, but mainly when I was kind of in the in a knot of a blind spot and I really was would get curious about okay letting that move through me but what's interesting is about middle of pandemic I was getting whispers from inside again that I was playing too small I had a really full private practice um and something was starting to need to shift and uh through my wisdom, I kept getting these little pings to call Barb Patterson because we had met once and uh, through Rohini Ross, who I also adore. Yeah,
0: we love and, both of them here on this yeah. platform. <laughs> we love them dearly. Yes.
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful people. Yeah. Um, and anyway, you know, she's always been so, you know, her her practice obviously she helps everybody and anybody, but she's really focused on people in business and especially people in our community, three principles and expanding our practice and whatever we want to do with that. Yeah. So I had been getting whispers from inside call bar from like middle of pandemic. And I kept negotiating with it going, no, no, I promised Elsie Spittle I would never hire anybody or talk to anybody else.
0: Mm.
1: And it was an interesting thing because it wasn't until the beginning of last year. So beginning of 22, where man, I was really feeling heavy. And I thought and it was because I was really ready for the expansion, but I couldn't, I had some different fears that I kind of couldn't see through. So I could tell those were blind spots. And anyway, my, my dear husband who I've been with for 20 years said, okay, close your eyes, go to a white room. And I did. And he goes, what's the first thing that pops in? And I went, call Barb. And I realized, I realized <laughs> that that was coming through my wisdom. That was mind mentoring me. That was mind giving me the next step. Uh-huh. But I had kind of tied those ideas together with, mm-hmm. no, no, you're not, supposed." you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. The attachment, the attachment game or the assumption game, one of the two, we're, we're always in one. Anybody- If I'm assuming it, I'm off, you know? (laughs) If I'm attaching something to it, I'm off. Like, it it doesn't, and we're doing that consistently. that's so funny, you, you said you thought you would be letting Elsie down, because I was just having this conversation with the big homie the other day. Like, I was saying, I remember going through this period of, okay, I can't be all the way me with this. Because it's totally different from my auntie Christine. It's totally different from my my love for Dickens. It's totally different than Dr. Turner. It's totally different, you know, um, Mark Howard, George and Linda, Judy. It's much different. So there were moments I was like, Oh, I can't. But I remember when he helped me see the best thing you can do for them is be you. Yes. And, and it was like, are you sure? Like I thought I would be letting them down because of the way I wanted to talk about this. I want, and I never wanted to do that. Those people have loved me since, since I arrived in this community and mentored me and guided me of I did not want any disrespect to be aimed at them but there was a different way this came out of my mouth when I talked about it the yeah. feel is the same yes. like we talking the same i ain't I'm, I'm not i'm not I'm not going off script on the feeling All right? that we are that's un, that's you know what they call it um that's non-negotiable right <laughs> um but but I'm up for play with the way I say it the way I'm willing to work you know, some months I think I'm a record producer. That's how I spread it. Like, you know, I just make beats for guys. like, that's how I go for it. I'm a podcast host. To me, it's just however I can continue showing that there's a different way we can have this experience of life. I'm in for it. Yes. I'm in for it. So, well, I want to do something that I just picked up is that I throw out a word, right? And you just riff on it. Tell me what you mean. And these are words that came from your website, right? And so you don't have to go along with it. But first one is, what do you mean when you say, what moves you?
1: I love this. So... Um, I do have a podcast called what moves you with Jesse. And it's the thing that I ask every guest at the end, I ask them what moves you, but when it came to me, I was on my way to pick up a pizza. So it was really ordinary. (laughs) And it was, it was while it was, it was before I had started my business and I was still at the agency and I was kind of bubbling on, you know, kind of all of what this was going to look like. And it truly, I was in the passenger seat. We were driving to the pizza joint and it popped through. And then it, it occurred to me how significant it was for me in many different ways. What moves you meant, you know, you know, kind of looking at that deeper wisdom that's inside of every single human being that is moving us forward, whether we are paying attention to it or not, it's doing the heavy lifting. Um, I've loved that it kind of harkens back to my dancing days, um i love that it kind of also you know kind of touches on all of the emotional experience that we all have all of the time that really touches our heart and opens us up so it to me it's all of those things and it's been really fun to get other people's you know interpretation of it too
0: yeah yeah i again i i love it because i said in life after trauma meaning get moving like whether you're conscious of not if you physically survive a traumatic experience there is a life that you have after some just aren't conscious of it and they give it away they give it to the pain they give it to the suffering and that saddens me sometimes because I know there's another way right so I'm like hey let's unstick you right here you know and and I'll use music I'll use dance I'll use whatever comes to me at that moment that softens softens that hardened reality you have enough for you to let it go and see something new see something fresh um that's that moves me when i when i talk about it you know it it's what i i wake up to do it's um just a joy like when it starts when you see it in reflection and when you see others so boom that was a good okay all right here we go All right. What do you mean when you say the human condition?
1: Ooh, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) that's on my website. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I could come at this from two perspectives. I'll go with what perks percolates first. I think the, the first thing that comes to me is, um, Oh, my God, I can't believe I feel bamboozled by my own phrase that we all (laughs) hear a billion times. Um, You know, it's I guess from the perspective of. Okay, wait, let me feel into it for a second. I think what really occurs to me, and it's hilarious because in context, I might mean it differently on my website, but what's (laughs) occurring to me in this moment is kind of how we fall hook, line and sinker for our thinking all of the time and that's okay. And that's what I love normalizing for people because once they kind of wake up to how, um, it isn't harming you and when you know when they start to really understand it so they can be okay with if they've been in the play box of their you know the the sandbox of their mind or not yeah yeah you know that it is the human condition to you know because i still wake up to it all the time absolutely you know, sometimes i'm like you know life is really kicking my ass right now and then a week later i'm like oh my God, I was so attached to that idea and I didn't even see it. Yeah. So, you know, so it's kind of like that's the human condition, I think. And, and that's what occurs to me right now, I would say.
0: All right. This is, hopefully this, okay, I'll pick an easy one. This is going to be an easy one. There. Uh-huh. Um. Wisdom. What do you mean when you say wisdom?
1: Uh, wisdom. Softball. Softball. <laughs> Softball question. <laughs> Wisdom feel like even just the word having you say it to me just feels all warm and cozy. I, um, it's, it's that, you know, that beautiful Intel deeper intelligence that is right underneath the surface of our thinking that is always so helpful. And I know we use the word in our community so often because this is what Sid called it, but it is so the truth. It's so ordinary. Yeah. You know, Like a friend of mine called me last night and she said, you know, she's been looking in this direction also for a few years and she was really working hard inside of herself, looking for an answer from her wisdom on what, on the, the issue that she was working through and What occurred to her was to call me and kind of, you know, pull it out and kind of, you know, just talk it through and hear what I hear, what I had to say and and reflecting on it. And then it occurred to her that the answer she was looking for in her wisdom actually had happened and she honored it, which was to call me. Mm. And, you know, it's like, we overlook the ordinary things that are right underneath our noses. Oh, yeah. You know, I've seen this thing that goes around social media of like, you know, people looking for a sign, you know, I need a sign. I need a sign. And then this thing on social media is I need a signier sign. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And that's it. You know, we're always looking. We think our wisdom's the thing that's got these big, huge answers. And it's like, sometimes it just tells you to get a glass of water. Mm -hmm. And as long, the more we honor it, the more often we do. It's amazing how helpful it is. It gives us, gives us the space for our mind to settle for our nervous system to settle for then more things to come through and and guide us, giving us the next indicated steps. So yeah, that deeper intelligence, that, that energy behind life, that, that honestly, I kind of can't wrap my brain around sometimes because sometimes it feels a little bit mysterious, how powerful it is, how the more I honor it and just give, you know, give those, do those little creative contributions in life that, that come from it, engaging with it, how wonderful, beautiful kind of magical feeling things occur in my life, the more I honor it and, you know, and, and really, really knowing on a deep level that we are so interconnected, you know, the fact that, you know, the, 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 the more my mind slows and the more that I see that I, I think something and then my husband go says it, you know, or I think something. And then my, the, the client I'm sitting with says it. And I just go, Jesus Christ, this is <laughs> so much bigger than we, than we really can wrap our mind around. And that, that to me is wisdom as, be, as best I can in the shortest amount of time. I can no, say.
0: no, that was, that was great. Cause I, I, I know it's all of that. And I, I love what wisdom um, gives me access to, allows me to see. And and sometimes wisdom has been so prominent in my ability to, to see the cry for help under the angry tone. Yes. Um, under the, the defensive posture, because mm-hmm. at first that would mean, oh, defense posture, meet your defense with my defense or resistance. Um. But it, it's been the wisdom that's allowed me to see beneath that or deeper, as we say, to, oh, shit, no, that's actually a cry for help. Oops, my bad. <laughs> Put the guns away. Um, yes. right, can we have a conversation? Can we talk? Uh, you know, um, w- wisdom has been what's um, allowed me to see that to do the work the way that I want to, self-care has to be a governing principle. Yes. meaning I have to take moments to slow down. Yes. I have to take moments to take care of the way I eat, the, you know, my physical nature and things like that. And Sydney Sid, Banks has this uh, quote in in The Missing Link, but he talks about how the formless and the form together make the one. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I use, I've been saying it here recently how healing is a dance. And I think I've kind of, I, think I want to say it this way uh, but it's like healing the two partners are my spiritual nature and my humanity
1: yes beautiful
0: like that's who's dancing
1: yeah and
0: sometimes my spiritual nature leads. doesn't mean my humanity is falling behind sometimes my humanity leaves doesn't mean my spiritual you know, my my spirit likes to be dipped, and you know, every now and then. Yes, uh, you know what I'm saying my, you know, it it doesn't have to be this all or nothing or this rigidness there. Um, uh, that's what wisdom, you know, I I love it for and what it allows me access to see because that just changes the experience of life. Going back to what you said, being able to see that we all are connected. Yes. Um, so yes.
1: thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you don't mind me adding, I'm just, it's just occurring to me that when you asked me what lit me up, I actually didn't get to the the piece. I would say that I ended up, so I ended up hiring Barbara <laughs> for six months. And when I came to, it was so helpful. Yes, of course, we were working on my limitations in my mind around my business, but I wanted to loop this in and bring it to you to, it brings everything you've been talking about today together in that I really saw for the first time what you were just sharing that you experienced with Michael about bringing my whole self and really deepening my capacity for presence. And that's, what's, that's, what's been lighting me up. And that really also kind of comes together with this wisdom question because in, in really seeing the significance and the, the practicality in accepting our wholeness, oh, it's allowed me to relax so much in my mind, inside myself. And that wisdom, man, it's just like, you know, I can't remember who I heard this from, that wisdom is the quiet flute behind the loud marching band of your thoughts. I want to say that was the Pransky's. And mm-hmm. I, it always stuck with me. And over time, with this, having kind of gone significantly deeper in a short amount of time in this last year, um, oh man, it's been so helpful to see. And also that wisdom has become much louder for uh, me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just great.
0: I love and I love that. It. I've never heard that before. I've never heard the, the flute behind the loud marching band. But okay. I do use an analogy similar, and I say a stadium full of people booing you, and one person in that hundred thousand seat stadium going, "You could do it." That's very hard to hear. Again, I I really really appreciate you stopping by, uh, playing in the playhouse with me, uh, just going all over the place. Uh, but I also love the. The true expression, the, the being now, you know, with the question and the, the concept of running those through very fast. I, I really appreciate that because that's a teachable moment all in itself. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I got a website too, but if you're looking for that to identify me, we got a problem. Come, yeah. come, you know, I'm just trying my best to capture a few things that can connect some people to know I'm a safe place for them to get help.
1: Exactly. But
0: I I probably have messed up on it somewhere. It's probably some words like, please don't use that. Use that just to get to me, you know, as best you can. But, but I love what, what, what happened when we, when we went there about the condition, because I love what you start saying about the human condition fresh now.
1: Yes. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. I mean, now you're gonna make me go through my site with a little fine home <laughs> and go where you know what feels what feels like it's a reflection of me now, you know? Yeah. That's beautiful So thank you. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: but here's what I would love for you to do. First, just let everybody know where they can find you. Okay. And then after that, it's it's share just more of that with us. You know, share more of your heart. Um you can tell us a funny dance story. You can do whatever you want, you know what I mean? Like you can do whatever you want, but I, again, just thank you so much. And please don't stop, Sean. Please don't.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you for the time. Thank you for your heart. My God, you are you are you are what is moving me in this moment. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, geez. Um, okay. So my my personal podcast is what moves you with Jesse. My website is what moves you with <laughs> Uh, my social media is at what moves you with Jesse. There's a theme here. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, in everything that I share, I am always pointing people in this direction. So my podcast, I do do have I do have interviews, but I also do little 10 minute episodes. Um, I am. Always open to con for conversations with with new people who'd be interested in working with me. I do three-month programs with uh three-month immersions with people for a deep dive. Um, and uh yeah, I have some really beautiful, exciting projects that are coming up that I really am excited to share with the world. Uh okay, so uh is sharing my sharing my heart with what's present now. The reason why I had initially uh reached out to want to speak with you and share time with you is I had had a massive insight, kind of similar to the big one that changed my life six, seven years ago. Um, This was at the end of last year, and I was in a very ordinary place. I was sitting on the john in the morning. (laughs) And uh, this is the mystery, magical mystery of when insight is going to hit you. You can never guess it. Uh, so anyway, I, again, was just kind of in a really ordinary you know, morning routine. And uh, what popped through was I am the awareness of everything that comes and goes. And it was on repeat for 2 hours in my head i could not listen to music i could not do anything else i am the awareness of everything that comes and goes what that meant to me the impact that that left was realizing my wholeness independent of my internal experience independent of my thinking um it made me realize that I am truly a witness to all of these ideas in my mind, whatever, whether they're attachments, assumptions, (laughs) um, my conditioning, my memories, my imagination. I just, in that moment really realized how full and whole and okay. I was, um, As the, you know, again, the witness to everything that comes and goes in my mind all day, every day. And it all of a sudden gave me a hell of a lot of choice, realizing that there are always choices and that to me equals freedom.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles send us an email at info at 3pgc.org we'd love to hear from you knowing there is no end or limitation nor are there boundaries to the human mind have the day you deserve